Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect Love on PRNFM, and I am joined by the amazing and inspiring Michael J. Russ. I am so delighted, Michael, because you see the world through these same eyes that I do with awe and wonder and magic wherever you go, and I'm so excited. You know, we we have these explorations every week, and so I just want to give you a, a big hug, and, and I'm excited for our show today. How are you? I'm awesome. I can feel your hug. I can feel that energy. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's, Thank you. It's uh, great to hear. I, I yeah. love it. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling myself like I've got renewed energy coming back into town after a couple of days. But um, loving it. Loving it. Loving life. Yeah. No, it's, it is. And there is so many moments in every day where we find things that are absolutely beautiful and breathtaking. And when I think you understand the power of positive thinking and what you can witness, whether it be in the smile of somebody and somebody smiling back to you or realizing something simple that may have been a goal that you, you know, you receive affirmations that you're on the right path. Those are all things that can really shift our lives. And uh, we're embarking this year, we're coming up on the new moon in Aquarius and also the beginning of the Chinese New Year, which is absolutely exciting because it's going to be the year of the dragon. And I think that there have been so many shifts energetically in consciousness and I had to laugh because when you see the New York Post commenting on the new moon in Aquarius and saying that it's time to embrace being the charismatic leader you were born to be I thought wow things are really shifting (laughs) I never would have expected that Never would have expected that article to be in in the New York Post. And it was interesting because as I was kind of perusing it, they said, you know, that that when a new moon transpires, the celestial object aligns with the sun is no longer visible from our vantage point in Earth. And just those words itself. And then they said the alignment offers the opportunity to plan, plant, and plot our inner selves, which is the moon, to our closest outward expression, which is the sun. And I thought, (laughs) that just opened up a whole other can of worms, right? Yep. A lot Um, of people aren't going to get that. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) I think it is is interesting. Um, We were talking at the show, and I'm going like, you know, do people really know what that means? Do they really know how how to, how to apply that in their own lives? How to how to align their thinking with it so that they can uh, get the most out of the energies that are um, going to be present as a result of the new moon in Aquarius, uh, the energies of the Chinese New Year, um, the energies of the planetary alignments that are opening portals and uh, manifestation and all these other things. You know, saying it was one thing. I, I, I know I'm a pragmatist, a realist, and I said, how do I apply this to my life? How do I, what can I do to, to benefit the most from these alignments, these energies? that are out there and uh, outside of you know doing meditation every morning which was one of the things suggested to uh, just simply meditate and let your angels and guides help you uh, align your own energies which is a positive thing we talk about it all the time uh, we talked about uh, candle gazing which I think is, is, is awesome so let's just let's just posit that for a moment uh, that 
you if if you're in our audience and you don't meditate every day for five to twelve minutes, you don't sit down and quiet your mind, which is really what that's all about. And it's and, it, and for some people live a busy life and a lot of interruptions. Uh, and, and a seriously you know, busy schedule first thing in the morning, that can be a challenge. So you have to get up earlier. Get up before right. the sun comes up. You know? uh, mm-hmm. For me, I know, uh, Lisa, that if I wait until the sun's up and I've had two minutes to think about something else, it makes it even more challenging. Yeah. Uh, that, that getting up and while it's still quiet, while there's nothing out and about, you know, the doves aren't cooing, the owls are still out there doing their hoot thing. Um, but they're not really most, the most prominent thing. The most prominent thing is silence. It makes it a lot easier. And mm-hmm. I found for me the nuance of of kind of dipping my head down, um, bringing my head forward, and sort of with my eyes closed, looking down. I use a mask. I will tell our audience this: that uh, uh, Carol Collins had said that just closing your eyes isn't enough. Um, you need really. It's better to have complete darkness so I use a I use an eye mask which is really cool because it really is really a whole lot darker <laughs> it may be dark in your room but it's uh, as the sun is, sun is is trying to peek up on the horizon a little bit underneath the trees just creeping up a bit it keeps it the same darkness throughout your entire meditation now how does this work with candle gazing well I would put the mask on, and I would candle gaze for for a few moments. And when I found myself beginning to kind of drift a bit, I would just bring the mask down and let it continue. That would be my suggestion. I don't know if you have one, but that would be my suggestion to uh, to do that. I don't use a candle for candle gazing, but um, it's just one of the things. Being quiet every day uh, in this in this environment with these energies, in my view, can uh, can make a huge difference because we have to open ourselves to the alignment. We have to open ourselves to these energies. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I just want to add that there's two other phenomenon going on besides, and this isn't, you know, woo-woo, airy-fairy. This is very grounded in science. And part of what is also going on is that the solar flares um, that are coming from the sun have been off the charts. And I cannot tell you how many people have said that they've been having difficulty sleeping. So, The magnetic energy, the influences of the flares that are coming off the sun have been unprecedented energies that are impacting the earth. And it's also impacting what they call the human residence of the earth. And that, if, you know, I I check into it pretty much almost daily because I want to see what's going on. And some people call it the heartbeat of the earth. It's the magnetic field. And you can go online and uh, get real-time data at schumannresonance.earth. And it's amazing. The spikes and the energies that have been you know, basically bombarding us is really giving us an upgrade. I think it's an energetic upgrade. And, you know, with the, the human resonance and also, you know, the energies that we're being um, bombarded with, it's almost like an energy, you know, we're getting this energy information <laughs> it's being constantly downloaded to us. And so a lot of us are having, some people call it ascension symptoms, some people call it, 
uh, you know, they just an uh, electrical disturbance that they were not used to dealing with. And it, we really re- start to realize, like, how connected we are. We are electrical magnetic beings. We have um, the HeartMath Institute actually have quite a bit of information about this Schumann resonance, and, and they're monitoring it as well. Um, I look at this. Uh, find out about what's coming off of the sun by going to spaceweather.com. We don't really realize, we're here on the earth and we don't realize that we are impacted by other things, including the moon, including the, the, um, the other planets. Uh, it's, it's amazing. And I think that a lot of what I've read with the, even the Schumann resonance, it, it affects human consciousness. So we're, we are being sort of opened up. And I, I don't know if I'm attributing what was came out in the New York Post to that, but <laughs> I think that, you know, as the heartbeat of Mother Earth is changing and our frequencies are connection, connecting, we are opening up to a new realm. You know, and uh, there was a saying that I always loved. I don't know if it was Native American, but you know, the, that the Earth has music for those who listen. And I think that that's sort of what we are all tuning into. Like as you said, you know, if you do something as simple as candle gazing or that meditation, you find that time to quiet the mind and then follow where you're being drawn to. Because a lot of us. No, we don't trust ourselves. I don't know why we've gotten to the point that we don't follow that inner compass. And if you look, what is a compass based on magnetism, right? (laughs) True north. What is your true north, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What gets in the way of that? I I don't know. Life, um, it's always been my theory that that, uh, we have become so... Uh, artificially connected to everything that's outside of us, that it uh, it makes it a challenge to actually stop and listen and even get a get a reading on how we feel, because our, our emotions are being batted around like we're playing pickleball with uh, with the outside world, and that we have to engage in that activity. Uh, we have to step onto that hamster wheel and start running. Uh, and do what somebody said, the, the greed, the grind, and the capitalism in order to get ahead. And <clears throat> that is not the case. There's always time uh, for connection, uh, understanding mm-hmm. connection with yourself and a connection with uh, the divine, a connection with the earth. And that when we stop long enough, just stop running on the wheel long enough, step off and just say, Take a couple of deep breaths and close our eyes and forget about what's going on out there. We can get a sense of what's happening within us. And we can get mm-hmm. a sense outdoors of what's going on in nature and in the world. Um, those of us who are, <clears throat> who are uh, actually lucky enough to live near um, a forested area we can, where we can walk, take a walk, um, great way to connect great way to connect with with nature and yourself and um you know a lot of people live in big cities and i don't know where our uh uh, listeners actually hang out but you know big cities don't have a lot of trees a lot of quiet and a lot of spaces where you can not be impacted by city noise so you have to create that environment yourself i think that carol collins had said uh put on my put on uh um 
headphones, the uh, wireless, uh, the wireless uh, noise canceling headphones. You know, put those on uh, in a place that's not, you know, overly impacted. Um, and I, I, I applaud people who walk around who walk around with those on when they're, you know, out going about from one place to another because they're giving themselves some some space from the noise, the. Uh, mm-hmm the city noise that uh, is so prevalent in, in places where there are, you're, you're walking amongst tall buildings and lots of goings on. But uh, I, I love what you said about the earth has music for those who will listen. It's awesome. That is yeah. a great saying. I have to look that one up. Uh, when I can. Yeah. I, it's, you know, so you get some of these things and they just move into your heart and they just stay as a, as a part of who you are. And, uh, you know, I've always been curious. I think as a, a little kid, I think the first, you're going to laugh, but the very first book that I <laughs> ever saved up my money to buy was all about energy. It, it had to do with, like, mystical things. And back then it wasn't really, you know, maybe it was the you know, the 70s. It was not, um, I don't know, it's a lot of uh, people were delving, starting to delve into these things. And, and a lot of people said, oh, yeah, you know, astrology. But I think that it, it delves more into just when you really start to go into learning about the energies and the information that's available. So there's lots of different tools and however we choose to utilize those, including the energies of the earth. You look at the Native Americans and how they would uh, utilize the stars to navigate. I think about the 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 people that sailed out to, to find new lands. They used the stars to find and that became how they found their way back home. Which amazes me. Like I, I just none of the the modern equipment, but the Vikings did it. You know, I think every culture, the Hawaiians, the Polynesians when they founded Hawaii, I mean all of those they they you they listen to the earth. They listen to where their energies led them, and I think that for each one of us, I mean, we're in a in a different space. And both you and I have talked about this that the new energies on the planet we're sort of pioneering a new consciousness. And we speak a lot about where you what you and I tune into, which is taking this from beyond the third dimension into the fifth dimension. And just because we have never heard of it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And I think there is, um, there was a, an author, Christine Page, who I really loved what her teachings were. And I, I bookmarked this because she said that our physical design includes a complex network of energy that flows through us and our carbon-based structure, which, like crystals, has the capacity to store information within that lattice. <laughs> and I love that because... We are a carbon-based structure, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are. We are. And we don't, we don't really, I mean, we think of ourselves as little supercomputers, and we attract and we feed, and if we bring into that information, it's, you know, whatever you're going to load in there. So... For me, when I started looking, I always like to try to use the moons as energy portals, ways to bring things in. And with looking at the planets, I know that Aquarius is, we hear for how many years, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, new beginnings, a new chapter in 
this earth and push towards freedom and innovation and doing things differently and also listening to our own inner voices and beating to our own inner drum. And for a lot of us, that's a little scary, I think, to learn to to beat to your own drum. I mean, I think you as a drummer, Michael, could really expand on that because when you sit down, as I know you do, with bands who you've never played with before, you have to sort of find the rhythm and the tempo, and then you play appropriately, and it all turns out to be beautiful music, right? It's so true. You mentioned something earlier um, with regard to trust, and uh, it is it, it is the thing you have to do is simply trust under that circumstance, trust that you're going to move in the right direction. There's not a lot of time. To, it's, it's not about thinking. It's about feeling and uh, feeling the music and feeling where the music is going, intuiting where the music's going, because everybody plays a, a cover tune differently, or, and you know there are people who play their who play their own uh, hits, and <clears throat> it's um, that is good training for uh, feeling uh, your way through life, uh, which can be one of the more challenging things you do is you know is to just say okay I trust. I trust what I'm feeling. I trust what I'm sensing. I trust what I'm hearing in my head, um, which could be your own guide just trying to beat that drum and get you to move in, a, in one direction or another uh, so that you are uh, actually uh, moving towards your highest good. And mm-hmm. that is, you know, and it, it requires us to, I mean, I'm not listening. I, it's amazing how much intense focus I have. I'm only focused on one thing. Uh, generally, one main thing, and that is the the flow of the music, the tempo of the music, where it's going. Um, if I, whether I do or don't even know the song, I am intuiting, I'm sensing, I'm looking around. All my senses are active. I'm watching the various musicians. Uh, I'm listening to what they're playing. I am involved to the point where nothing else exists because anything that exists outside of that is a distraction. It's a complete mm-hmm. distraction. And this is, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, I, I, uh, I had a private party DJ business back in the disco era, in 1976 through about 1980. And I learned at that particular point how to listen, with, listen to one song in one ear and listen to another song, a separate song in another ear, and bring them together in my head. This is what DJs do. Mm-hmm. Fun. It is so much fun. It's insane. Uh, what this allowed me to do, though, is is practice is is actually learn how to listen to something going on on the right, and then be able to on the left still, you know, participate with uh, an, uh, a mind mind's eye on what's going on, um, what somebody's saying uh, elsewhere. When I talk on stage, I use the same uh, focus the intense focus mm-hmm. by, you know, my mind is focused on what I am looking to say. Uh, I trust that what's going to come out is uh, what I want to come out. Sometimes it's, and I don't write scripts. It's a function of prompt notes. You know, you, <clears throat> something you prompt, you're, uh, you, I use prompts, lines, sometimes colors, other things of that nature that prompt me to move in a certain direction. And, it's so much fun being 
that it's mostly unscripted. I know the material. I know what I want to say. You know, we, do, we you and I both do, both do the same thing throughout the show. When it's when we and that's why the flow the, the show flows in different directions because we have um, we're listening, we're focused. I'm, I take notes, and those notes prompt other things that I like to think when I'm when you're talking, and that's just the way it is. However, it's focus. It's intense mm-hmm. focus. It's it's listening to the beat of your own heart, listening to uh, the beat of life that's going on around you, and being able to from that extract the energies that are going to help you move forward is the mm-hmm. best way I can put it, right? No, so, it's so true. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Excuse me, I have something in my throat, but it's one of those, it's, it's, it's so much, it's so pleasurable, let's put it that way. It makes you feel so good to put yourself in that position. Now, the question is, why don't a lot of people do that? We are, we are taught to behave a certain way under certain circumstances. We're taught to, or, or we're not even taught how to behave under certain circumstances. A lot of times it's completely the opposite. You know, when, when I would meet somebody new, uh, when I was single, the thing I focused on more than anything else was discovering how they feel. Isn't that uh, beautiful? Yeah. Oh, nice. And, and to, to, that, to that extent, mm-hmm. and you find out by asking the question, how do you feel about this? How does something like that make you feel? You know, how do you feel about life right about Instead of asking, how are you? Ask, how are you feeling about life right about <laughs> Yeah, I'm laughing because I had to speak with somebody in customer service today, and I asked, how are you doing? I'm fine. I said, well, it doesn't really sound like you're fine. <laughs> I said, are yeah. you sure you're okay? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, no. It, like, woke them up from the automatic. Yeah. You know, and, and I yes. thought about that. It's exactly an automatic that. response that we have. We, we're, taught, mm-hmm. we're taught that that you respond in specific ways. Someone says, how are you? You say, I'm fine, right? You ask, if I ask you, how are you feeling about life today? That's not a yes or no question. You could say Absolutely. fine to kind of get you know, through it a little bit, but then I could further impress upon you, well, well that's awesome. How do you feel about today? Mm-hmm. You know, how's today going for you? And right. that's, again, not a yes or no question. It forces, it, it derails those rote thoughts that, and rote responses. And it's so much fun because people without even knowing why they're doing it, all of a sudden they just op- open up and start mm-hmm. pouring out stuff that's going on in their life at that particular point. Now, I'm not, I wouldn't say I did this, I would do that because I wanted people to, you know, dump all their negativity all over me, what's going on. However, it was sort of a cathartic exercise for them because some people really don't get the opportunity to, to examine their own thoughts. Many people don't because they're not in, a, in an environment where that is, being vulnerable is welcome. And that's really what it's about. When you ask somebody how they feel, you're giving them permission to be vulnerable. You're giving them permission mm-hmm. to, to 
really kind of let themselves go. And I would, I would ask complete strangers, and I would, I would end up in conversations where they would tell me stuff that they'd all of a sudden say, my husband doesn't even know about this. Or, you know, my, my, I never told my parents this. Or I never told my friends this, you know. My friends don't even mm-hmm. know about this. Oh, I'm talking How about this with you, a complete stranger, you know. But it was sort of like it's a key to opens a, that opens a door to truth, true to, mm-hmm. some, to, to uh, a door to, that enables somebody to walk through and uh, examine themselves in a way that is not rote. And also it says one other thing. It says, I care. That's what it, it does. does. Mm-hmm. It says, I care. And even though they're not going to go on and on and on or whatever, some people would just, you know, in, in reflection, sometimes a tear would come up or their eyes would well up, going, okay, hold on, okay, okay. <laughs> we can, yeah, we, I didn't I'd let this go that. to a certain point. You know, then I'd, then I'd, then I'd say, hey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. everything. You know, life goes on and things are, you know, things happen. And then maybe uh, uh, whatever would come out of me at that particular time would be the thing that I would, I was supposed to say in that, in that given moment, whatever it is, that would help them feel better and help lessen the anxiety or help them, you know, move forward from that point, you know. Because mm-hmm. it, it, what's interesting in this life is that even people can have, have really close friends, really close relationships, but they're unable to share certain things with them because that relationship is also a competitive relationship. And, mm-hmm. and I know that sounds strange. However, a lot of friendships have competition amongst them. And to say, you know, the, I, I'm feeling this certain way, I'm feeling that way. Now, I'm not saying that this is the whole reason why people don't share their depression, but a lot of people don't feel as if they can share how they feel, when they feel what they feel, because other people may be depending upon them to be strong. You know, we get mm-hmm. into that box where we are supposed to be strong or stronger, or we're supposed to have all the strength and, and not be vulnerable or break down or have any... Uh, inconsistencies in our thinking, right? I'm always, I'm always leaning on you. Now you're what, what? You know, I, I can't do that anymore because you got issues. With, you know, you got you know, wait, wait, wait. Hold right. on a second. You know, it's this is mm-hmm. this is the 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 uh, the perceptions we have of our of our friends in many cases become walls, um, become a prison where you can't really get right. out, really express yourself in a way that is um, that is from the heart. And if anything, hopefully these these energies we're talking about will give us the opportunity to open up and be more uh, truthful about ourselves, what we're feeling, because that's the only way we're going to know where we need to go. Right. And, you know, because otherwise we're just going to stay stuck in the same mold. We're going to be running on the same hamster wheel. If we don't get off and take a look around, take a couple of deep breaths, we're never going to know that the hamster wheel isn't where we want to be. You're right. And we I, have to Michael, have hmm? no, go ahead, go ahead, finish no, what you're finish. saying. We have to have what? <laughs> no, we have, to, no. <laughs> we have to have the opportunity to, to, uh, we have to give ourselves the opportunity to step off the wheel for, for, for a while to do that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you had brought up a good point about 
the rules uh, in and our beliefs about the way things are supposed to be. And when, and I was thinking it, what sparked it was when you were talking about the music where you take two pieces of music and you put them together. I know you are a cook. You will most often you go out and you buy ingredients and you put things together because you feel good about mixing and matching. There's, creativity in that you allow those things when you get dressed in the morning you're not being dictated to that you're supposed to put on this 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 pair of khakis with this color shirt and these color socks and this pair of shoes and you wonder where the rules of this game of life came came from and and i thought it was sort of ironic and it was just right before i don't know it popped into my head before we were doing the show and i have no i don't pay attention to this so I had no idea that it was even happening but I thought about New York Fashion Week and not even realizing that it actually started this week it really <laughs> thought cool. it did it really did and what was so fascinating about it is here you have a group of individuals who set the trends mm-hmm. uh, for not only what's coming in the fall, they're already printing for the fall, but then next year, and these are the colors that people are going to wear and this and this and this. And I'm, I like to dress well, but I don't follow fashion. I'm very unconventional in my attire. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) And, but I, I put things on by the way they make me feel, but there are, and, and if, and there's nothing wrong with the fashion industry. I think they they create lots of unique things, and it's it's a big event that people love to attend and get together and connect over fashion. But really, it, it, I think it's sort of interesting that it falls within the same week of this new moon, and also the launching of the energy of the lunar new year, which is all about. Um, new intentions and bringing things out and freedom of expression. And so maybe uh, the message is to, you know, cleanse that which you've held inside and to allow your dreams to be released and let the waves of energy flow and really innovate what it is that you want. Um, you know, they, I know that during fashion week, people talk a lot about pushing the boundaries of fashion and some of the things they're just, I don't know. You don't ever see people walking down the streets and some of the things like <laughs> walk well, down the road. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the idea is, you know, you walk into an art gallery, you'll see things that you, wouldn't normally see on anybody's wall, but there's somebody's idea of art, which is really what the runway is all about. It's like, how can we take fabric and put it on a moving uh, moving body in a way that it kind of flows together? And uh, it, it maybe it's, pieces are juxtaposed, juxtaposed to, you know, uh, to each other. And uh, how can we create art on a moving frame? Uh, is it is it viable for everyone? Likely not. Um, mm-hmm. Some of this stuff is is really out there, but it's it's someone's imagination, it's someone's idea of creation, um, someone's idea of art, and whether or not it becomes a wearable item or is is completely irrelevant at the time. I guess that it's that it's uh, um, intuitive, uh, mm-hmm. and, but it's it's absolutely beautiful. You know, we were. We alluded to in the beginning, uh, new earth, new changes. Uh, this this idea, I'm hearing the two words new earth everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about it. Um, everybody online that we listen to, from people in astrology, uh, now people who are, it used to be a term that was, in, in, at least in my view, that I heard come from people who were uh, um, spiritual new thought leaders. You know, this mm-hmm. whole idea of, of New Earth, maybe mediums or um, people in the, in the psychic community or what, whatever, channeling community, <clears throat> that, um, that, you know, New Earth. And, and I'm like, what is this New Earth? You know, and, mm-hmm. I, it, and then more people, more and more people started kind of defining uh, the idea. So it, to our listeners out there, I think it would be kind of an interesting idea to kind of highlight what, the idea of new earth is is being defined as so that they can define their own resonance with it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, what is, I'll, I'll ask you what do you, what is, what does the the term new earth mean to you? To me, I I, I see or feel it as a shift in consciousness. I think that. We have been in this sort of bubble of whatever it is that we've been led down this path, and it's it's almost like an awakening. It's like an emergence. It's it's coming out of that cocoon and sort of removing the blinders and opening up our hearts to a more connected community. That's my belief in of what I would envision that there is no no longer so much separation, I guess is is the way that I feel and my hope for humanity is that we start to experience and I heard this expression and I really love it called boundless kindness. I mean boundless. What is boundless? Wow. <laughs> And if we all started practicing that, and that, you know, there there is a thing in, in the Buddhist teachings that, you know, that if we have compassion and we do not no longer want people to suffer, we want everybody to be happy. I think that that's part of it. How can we move to that? I don't think there's one human being on the planet that doesn't want that for another human being. When you see somebody suffering, whether it be a child or an elderly person or somebody on the street, we all feel that in our heart. And so how do we bring that back? And and I do believe that that's really where we're coming towards, that it goes beyond just wishing people well, um, you know, that we really start this loving kindness practice that, uh, we we open up our hearts, and I I do believe that new things are on the horizon. I think that there's conversations about the planet and the consciousness of bringing cleaning the oceans and bringing better food and making clean water available to everybody. Free free energy. That's one of the things that I I hear a lot of people talking about. That was sort of Tesla's vision. Um, I would think that that you know to be able to to bring that forth so that people don't have to worry about the basics. People can have a nice garden where they can sustain food. I, I love the gangster gardener's vision of taking you know desert spaces in cities and planting apple trees that anybody can go and pick the fruit. 
I, I just, I love that. I love what he's doing as far as educating people in urban areas about how to grow their own food and grow them in containers. And, you know, you don't have an area to do an outdoor garden and then coming together in a community garden where everybody works for the benefit of others. I, I, that would be new earth to me. So I'm going to pose the same question to you, Michael. Thank what you. is your vision of new earth? <clears throat> The simplest explanation I can give is positive energies versus negative energies. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the simplest, most basic. A world where, like right now, you, you see, uh, if you were to ask most people, um, do, you, do you see more positive energies or negative energies in the world today? And uh, if you're talking about you know, the greed, the grind, the capitalism, the, the, um, the war, uh, the... Uh, the um, uh, not treating people with simple respect. Um, that uh, the there's a there's a, a huge amount of resources that are in the hands of a few uh, versus uh, the many. Um, that hate and this uh, this um, discord uh, and disparity, hopelessness. This, this sort of this cloud of negativity, of negative thoughts, feelings, the anger, the hate, uh, the emotions, of people, you know, prejudice, bias, uh, that these things that people, that, that rule people's lives and thinking and perceptions at this particular point and feelings, that New Earth is, a, is, is the antithesis of that. It's, it's an Earth where love, joy, peace, kindness, compassion, empathy, freedom, optimism, uh, I hope these things are the norm versus, mm-hmm. you know, the the exception. Um, and what's interesting, a world where when you uh, go someplace to get something that you need, you know that the person that you're getting it from or the company that you're getting it from that's making it has your best interests at heart. Right, mm-hmm. you don't really know that now. You don't really know that because that's not really the that's not the capitalistic way to to say um, you know we. It's not about altruism. It's not about filling uh, being you know any philanthropic stance. It's all about making money. Mm-hmm. A world where um, you would talked about water. You talked about things. You know, air, water, food, a place to live uh, are the norm. Again, versus the exception. Those, that's the way that we go about uh, applying ourselves to life. With the, with you, know, you, you, you apply uh, the, uh, the love, joy, peace, kindness, compassion, empathy, and freedom. Combine that with air, water, food, uh, housing, you know, a place to, mm-hmm. to to create your own energies uh, and and the like. A place that resonates your energy. Okay, big or small. I mean, we live in a world right now where uh, where a lot of our feelings, our wants and needs, are determined by someone else. We don't get it, but they are. They're determined by someone else. What someone else thinks you need to have, and that creates problems. It creates negative energies because if you don't, if they tell you you need to have it and you don't have it, then you feel less than you feel like you're lacking. And when you were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, food, water, air, and these kinds of things, we were talking about the word suffering. In some respect, not completely, 
some percentage of the concept of suffering is a perception. It's a perception mm-hmm. that we have, that someone is suffering. They have to walk five miles to get water. Are they actually suffering? In comparison to us, we turn on the tap, we get clean water. Um, it's, it's a perception that that person is actually suffering. They don't have an iPhone. They're suffering. Uh, or a smartphone. <laughs> I'm suffering. sorry. I'm chuckling about that. Yeah, it's like, but this is the way that this is our right. society kind of pushes these norms on us, right? These standards, so to speak. So, it by contrast, we can sense that we get the sense that someone who has less than us is suffering. That's mm-hmm. not always the case. We have to get to a point where those judgments are not part of our consciousness not part of our human psyche, that mm-hmm. we, equity is something that we want to work towards because everybody deserves clean air, clean water. That person who, who walks five miles to get water may have the cleanest air on the planet because they don't have all the cars, all the, the, uh, the, the pollution in the air. They might have all that stuff. You say, we, we'll look at them and say, oh, yeah, but you don't have clean water. They go, well, I got something much better than you. I can actually breathe. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I got clean air. Uh, yeah, I grow my own food. Yeah, it's not gourmet. It's not what you have that you can go to a five-star Michelin restaurant and get. Who cares? It's not really that important. Um, but they've got autonomy over their own life. <laughs> Right, they've got control mm-hmm. over the food that they that they grow and that they eat. Now, things like climate change and other things that come in that do impact uh, adversely in some cases their ability to uh, to grow food or to have water. Um, we have to, we, you know, New Earth, in my view, is is the antithesis of the world we live in today when it comes to those things. That there is kindness, caring, empathy, and compassion when it comes to making sure that everybody, that everything's equitable, that someone right. who wants to, to, to have clean air and clean water has access to it, right? Not out of oh, a right, necessarily. It doesn't have to be a right. It should be just something, it should be the norm, right? right? It should be because we, we have kindness and we live from kindness, compassion, peace, love, joy. We, we want people to have the basics, right? And then they can build mm-hmm. from there. If you want to build more, great. Just don't step on other people to do it. Well, and I think... Oh, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead. Because that's the world we've created for ourselves. That's the world where, 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 again, so much is in the hands of the few who don't really need it because it's, it's this game they're playing that doesn't involve the kind of day-to-day empathy, compassion, and, and kindness and love and joy. It's all mm-hmm. completely the opposite. Right. Well, and I, I think what I, everything that I've been hearing, uh, and I, I want our listeners to understand that this new earth, it's not like we're going to close our eyes and then next day we wake up and we're like, oh, we're on a new earth. <laughs> it's just not about that. You know, it's about moving through. It's like going, having a baby, you know, you just state a baby just <laughs> in the mother womb, nine months, right? And we don't know how long this is taking. And uh, and then you hear I in a lot of the people, they say that there, it's almost like things are falling away. It's not a death, but a graduation. So I like that idea. Like Evolution, we're graduating, right. we're evolving into something new. And I think you 
you always, wherever you go, you radiate positivity. I always try to do the same. And I get little affirmations back. So I just want to share this little story and give these great. beautiful ladies yeah. a shout out because mm-hmm. it was my great aunt's 103rd birthday the other day. And I had ordered a fruit basket to be delivered to her. And the girl who took my order was so sweet and so delightful. But English was not her first language. And so when I she asked me for my credit card information, I gave it to her. And I had a feeling she didn't quite get it. And so I said, I said, I said, I just want to repeat my credit card number back just to make sure that you have it. And you know, because I wanted to make sure my aunt received the fruit basket on her birthday. So uh, everything was, she said, oh, no, that's the number that I have. Well, the next day, which was my aunt's birthday, I had a really wonderful voicemail message from this lady at Safeway. And I'm going to give her a shout out in Lethbridge, Alberta. <laughs> and she called me and she said, uh, hi, I just wanted to let you know that we delivered your aunt's first basket at 1130, but there was a problem with your credit card. The numbers didn't go through. And so I called and I said, and I explained that maybe even, and it was just the girl had written down a wrong number. And she, we chatted. I said, oh my goodness. I said, thank you so much for delivering that anyway. Like she wanted to make sure that my aunt had her fruit basket on the day. They didn't know if they were going to get in touch with me. They didn't say, oh, well, no, 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 we can't let that go through. Let's just put all the fruit back. They she said, oh, no, I picked some really nice grapes for her, and since she's older, and I put some chocolates in there because I thought that she would like it. And I said, oh, my God, and the most important part is you put love into it. And I said, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, it just, I mean, it just warmed my heart. Like, what a nice, uh, not, it, goes, it goes to beyond the word nice. What a kind and generous thing to do. Um, and here she works for a larger company. I mean, it didn't go through well. And now if I deliver that fruit basket, she didn't know she ate because I, I didn't get the message until three o'clock. I corrected it as soon as I said, as she, I said, when I read her the number, she said, Oh no, she wrote down a six. And I said, Oh, that's okay. And, and I said, she was lovely on the phone because I didn't want to get her in trouble either. You know, it was just, it was a simple error, but it just, it's those things that, and I just, I thought, Oh my gosh, I said thank you so much for being an angel in my aunt's life and in mine. I really, you know, I was so grateful. Um, and my aunt loved her basket and, you know, she had a wonderful birthday. <laughs> she didn't want a birthday cake. She was, so they brought her pizza instead. So she still lives on her own and, you know, she had a, she you know, does. but by the, by the same, oh yeah, no, she still lives by herself. Yeah. Oh gosh. yeah she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. But it, it just, um, and she had a wonderful birthday with lots of people wishing her well. And, um, you know, when and when I talked to her, you know, she's lived through a, a, a lot and seen a lot over the years. And she is so happy and grateful for all of the, the simple things that are brought to her. And she said, oh, you know, the, Chris, the chocolates that you sent me at Christmas, she said, I put them away so that I could offer chocolates to anybody that came to visit me today. And I said, oh, that's wonderful, Aunt Ruth. You know? That's, that's just yeah. spectacular. I mean, I, I don't want people, our listeners at least, to lose sight of the fact that when we're talking about the concept, when in this, the term New Earth is being bantered about um, in various metaphysical circles and astrological circles, um, I, when I say positive and negative, 
we what we resonate we have to always be cognizant of this fact that what we're resonating is what's important and mm-hmm. we a new earth comes about when more and more people resonate positivity resonate the love the joy happiness for uh, and that's the way that we go through life is thinking and acting and perceiving positive over negative when you get more resonance in the higher frequency ranges it opens the doors to more uh, serendipity more mm-hmm. miracles miracles become more commonplace because we we are uh, we've opened the door to them our minds have have become more open to um, what is possible versus what is not. And this is really, really important to have these thoughts because then you'll attract other people who have the same thought process, the same positivity. Um, mm-hmm. I know I do it all the time. I don't attract people who, are, who have you know, negativity, who are, um, I call them, um, not to say that, the Debbies out there are, are, are downers, but <laughs> the term the term uh, let me come up with something that's not a not a not a name. I've I've used the term Debbie Downer <laughs> every once in a while. Doom merchant, that's the one I'm looking for. You know, there are doom merchants out there. Everything is going, you know, the wrong way. And uh, their life, their thinking and everything is a reflection of being a doom merchant. Where gloom and doom is is the uh, uh, the the a la carte meal of the day always, you know. And you wonder why is the glass always half empty? Can it be half full? Yeah, it can be half full. And if you think it half full versus half empty, there is an energy that goes along with mm-hmm. the thought. And so I see the glass as as always half full. And so. In a, the new earth we're talking about, the shift in consciousness is to a, the glass is, is always half full. It has, there's opportunities for expansion of the energy because positive energies expand and negative energies contract. Mm-hmm. So what we want in this, in this earth is, to each, is for each one of us to begin to radiate this optimism, this positivity, this joy. Um, and, and in doing so, that's what we're putting out. When you get together with a bunch of people who radiate that, uh, positive expectations, positive thought, positive energies, then it's going to not only shift your own reality uh, that you're living, uh, it's going to help shift realities of other people because they will see you as an example. They'll Mm -hmm. see you as an example of what they themselves would really like to be. And that's what it's about. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. We, we have to become the positive example that others can follow. Right. And internalize it. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. We internalize it, and, and they become the example. They will internalize it then and, and, and see, hey, this is possible. Um, that's what I want to be like. I want to be like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I want, I don't wanna, I wanna be, I want to understand that, that whatever I'm experiencing right now, uh, is a construct of my own perceptions. Whatever I'm feeling is a construct of my own perceptions. You know, right. that relationship just ended. It's not the worst thing in the world. Hey, you know, I have to leave the door open to something else. You know, that door's closed. I'm going to let that go, and I'm going to take my energies and focus them in a forward direction. And whatever happens, happens. I just happen to believe that 
positive things will occur, that there's a reason why I'm no longer there. Maybe that's, right. um, you know, that, uh, that's not what I'm resonating with anymore. You can be in a position where um, friends that you used to have, you wonder, wow, how come then we don't talk anymore? Maybe because you're resonating something completely different than what they're resonating right. now. Mm-hmm. You've raised your vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you elevate your vibration at a certain level, and you no longer resonate with that, so you no longer have the need to uh, be with them. They don't have the need to be with you. They see you as a different person. And, right. uh, and that's and, okay. And, they can. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. It's okay either way. I mean, yeah. I, yeah and that, I think that's where thing. the magic is. Recognizing yeah. that, you know, time, what they say, a reason, a season, a lifetime. Some people are in your life for a reason. Sometimes they're in your life for a season. And some people are there for a lifetime. <laughs> and you, it's the wisdom to know uh, which it is. Truly, it it yeah. is absolutely, and oh, yeah. and I love what you said about positivity, Michael. Because there are good things that are happening around us all the time, but oh, yeah. a lot of times we don't notice them, no, and no. we're you know too busy. So when somebody is nice to you, or you see a beautiful flower, and you you, you know you start to focus on that positive and savor the experience. So. Savor it, like take it in, breathe it in. I, I'm reading that book, The Power of Awe, and that's they call it microdosing awe. <laughs> I'm, yeah. it's it's just I love that idea. Like you see something, and just for a moment, it doesn't take a long time. So I love it, like the microdosing. You take a deep breath in, and you hold it, and you just are in wonder and awe at that that miraculous thing, or or the food. I mean, how many times? Do we eat a meal and it's like I've got to get out the door and you don't even appreciate the beautiful flavors in the oh meal God. that you've had. Yeah. And, I see people just, stuffing their faces because that's the way that they, um, you know, I like to take small bites. Mm-hmm. And save, small bites and savor. Small bites and savor. Yeah. I want and then, to get and then when you, you're savoring that, right? You're feeling that experience. You're in that yeah. experience when you're savoring that. And and I think that that helps to relax you. It does it does things for your emotions and your senses and your thoughts because you're in that experience. And so that when you have a challenge like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm hungry" or "I'm, you know, really exhausted by this person," but you can go back to those moments where you experience that. And I think going back to where we started in in this new moon, that's exactly where it is, embracing those beautiful moments and transforming, transmuting that which no longer serves us and letting it go. And then yeah. embracing the change and, you know, figuring out how you can sort of level up. Where how do you want to how do you want things to be different? And I, I mentioned to you I went to see that Wonka movie and I I was so blown away by not only I didn't know what to expect and by the music and the creativity and the message about following it, your dreams and never giving up never giving up on them and and I, and I think that that's part of what this new earth is too. So that yeah. people's dreams do become possible. I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. All of it falls into that realm of positivity. 
um, over negativity. All of it, every single, every single time. It, it, it just, it just does. And when you're looking at uh, at, at your life at this particular point, uh, what came to mind when you were when you were um, talking about uh, talking a moment ago was the, the the fact that the unknown is okay. Everything would be all right. <laughs> a lot of times, mm-hmm. people, you know, fear is a construct that we that uh, as uh, I think it was Daryl Anka was talking about when he was channeling Bashar. Bashar had talked about uh, fear and how when we are we have negative beliefs about ourselves and our lives, and those negative beliefs they don't like to go away. They like to rule, mm-hmm. and uh, you get fear and doubt about moving forward, making a change, because the or getting rid of a, a negative belief, because that's what your mind loves is that negative belief. It feeds on it, and mm-hmm. you have to you have to let that go. It's it's a a function of being of, of understanding, getting to the root of what the fear, what's causing the fear, because the perception always dictates how you feel. So what is the perception driving the fear? What is the perception driving the doubt? Get to the get to the heart of that and you can dispel the perception, shift it, change it, and you can move forward from there and embrace the unknown. Embrace change. Mm-hmm. That is man, two words that have more power than you could possibly imagine. Just embrace change. Embrace change. It's all you have to do. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and know that everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out because your energies are positive and that's what you're going to attract is other positive energies in whatever form they manifest. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. I call me, we only have a, a few minutes left, but it's, um, I'm going to let you close out the show, but I just, I, I'm so excited, you know, for what, dragon energy brings in, what the new moon brings in. I think that there are so many possibilities that are ahead of us. And, um, yeah, okay. I just... I I will tell you this. I, I'm not an astrologist. I don't really follow astrology a lot. I listen to people here and there, and, and I get lost in the mix when it comes to the planets and the, what's connected to this and who does that and what I was born and all that. It gets a little confusing to me. However, one thing always... Um, stands tall and that is that we have we dictate our own reality we have control over our own sovereignty and as long as we understand uh, and keep that keep that in mind uh, when uh, things happen in our life we have the ability to choose we have the ability and we understand that all choices have consequences and so all we have to do is remain is choose the positive over the negative in any given moment Choose the positive over the negative. Choose the positive thought, the positive perception. Keep, search for it, look for it, find it, dig deep. Dig a six-foot hole if you need to. Um, But find that positive perception because it's going to guide you in a direction that is going to be much more fulfilling for you in in the long run, you know? So thank you. Beautiful. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank no, you. Sure I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. It's just, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, the time goes by so quickly, and I'm yes, so grateful to everyone who tunes into us here and, and yes, listens yes, yes. to our thoughts on the world. And we'd love to to get some feedback from you. If you can 
join us on Connect to Love Energy on Instagram. And uh, we got a lot of exciting things yet to unfold. And I think that that's what this new moon is signifying. And I know, Absolutely. I know. Michael's heart is full. I mean, even though it's a new moon, I mean, we'll, <laughs> I think the hey. full moon's on the 23rd, but we've got a, a heart heart full of love for you all. Absolutely. All right. Take care. <laughs> Until, Until next time. time. Thank you. Love what you do.